0: like marriage and divorce, kids in college, Death of a loved one, career changes, and of course retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and/or markets on this. Show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed. We ha- apparently have got live on air there, just in the nick of time. We are we're cruising now, Tim. Right. Always cruising. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Happy weekend. I'm joined this morning by uh, my father, not my husband today, but my father and business partner, Michael McNamara. Good morning.
1: Also known as the old guy, the but good fam-
0: morning. <laughs> the, the Michael McNamara, <clears throat> the famous, the founder, et cetera, et cetera. Nice. So this is fun. We haven't done a show together. I in, was going to say. It's p- got to be two years. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of cool uh, doing the show uh, in, in the Lowell area as well. But it's, yeah. it's also a pain in the neck Because obviously everybody knows we can't broadcast At the same time so yeah so I know. Justin and I kind of man that up there Because he's just getting started with it and you and Kirk Down here but this is nice I, I might do this Some more I haven't seen you for a while before, uh, so I know speaking, and
0: you know? it's a shorter commute for
1: you Than Lowell <laughs> it sure is There's No question about that so. may, may, Maybe someday we get the shows at the same time And do a I simulcast know. and have all of Our lives a little bit easier and then have Live calls from all over that would be kind of cool too. Yeah yeah it is what it is to it's until you know? it changes. Until it
0: changes. All right, so I'm hosting, but I did not do the outline this morning, so this is this is fun. So it's not often that someone does all the preparation for me and literally hands me an outline. So how, this is How wonderful. unusual
1: is that? I uh, know. That
0: was great. I didn't have to stress last
1: night. I think we have the same genes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so all right. So here's the title, folks. Uh, and it's probably the longest title I ever came up with, but that's okay. <laughs> so the title is just, you know, because you got to... You got to get people excited at the beginning of the I show know. so they'll stick around. Although I'm pretty sure the people who listen to us will do it anyway. Financial stuff, folks hate to talk about, or worry about, or don't think about.
0: <laughs> I feel like I could shorten it to just financial stuff people
1: don't <laughs> want to talk about. What? What? Well, see, they financial
0: pains, but see this,
1: yeah. But they, you know, they either know about it and hate it, they know about it and ignore it. Or they don't know about it. And yeah. so we. Uh, I have 20 different things we could chat about today that would yeah. fit that category. And as we were talking before the show, uh, like anything there's some basic financial stuff everybody should be doing, uh, and for yeah. little, literally 31 years now, we've been trying to present pretty much all the same concepts, but we try to do it differently to, to, <laughs> to get people... No, well, that's true, right? <laughs> we just do
0: the same show over and over and give it a different well, title. Well, you have to, because yeah. the basics <laughs> don't, don't change. I, I mean, know.
1: I, you know. I mean, I, I could say if yeah. everybody out there lived within their means and saved a few bucks for retirement, we wouldn't need a show, but Yeah, that, that's just not how it is.
0: Yeah, thing, we wouldn't so. need a profession either. Well, that's yeah. not true. Well, Investment's complicated. I, 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 yeah, 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 we're being It's
1: simplistic. But so, so folks, if you've heard us talk about these things before, well, there's a reason for it. uh, But we try to come at it from different areas Mm -hmm. to keep you interested, I guess would be the best way to say that. So so, so that's the, you know, either, so different areas of your financial life, you either know about them and hate them, okay, uh, or you know about them and ignore them, pretend they don't exist, or you don't know about them. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people listening to us that obviously fit in all those categories, depending on the piece of stuff we're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, so so that's the first thing I was thinking about. Now, the second thing is uh, every time we do one of these, it's, we're going to start with what the problem is, okay. and we're not going to talk about, in, you know, portfolio analysis. We're not going to talk about health insurance. We're going to talk about the problem because mm-hmm. that's how people think, and then we can talk about some of the options in terms of what they have. So, okay. so don't let me get away from that. Whenever we get to a thing, you're going to say, "So, let, okay. like, what's the problem?" And then, you know, how does this all work? Okay, so, so folks, I have, uh, I, I sat down and I have twenty. Things we can bounce around for about the next seven hours, probably, but we only have a <laughs> we'll couple. we keep it to two. Uh, yeah, I understand. Okay, uh, and Alyssa hasn't seen any of these, and uh the game we're going to play is she's going to pick one, and we're going to talk about it. And I would be extremely surprised if we got through all twenty here. This yeah, evening. there's but, no way. But that's okay. And then the other thing is, so folks, if you're if you're out there listening, you know, you fit into one of those three categories on any subject. It's pretty easy, yeah. sort of a thing. Uh, and. Uh, I, I'd love, uh, you know, I haven't been here for a couple of years live in Marshfield, yeah. so, so if I've got a few Marshfield callers that are regulars that have missed me, we'd, yeah. love to, we'd love to have some callers. Well, well just to say hello, yeah, but preferably on the subject, but whatever. Okay,
0: 781-837-4900 is the call-in number. There
1: you go. All right. So, okay, so you've had a chance to look at our 20 little uh, financial stuff. Well, I
0: looked at at least 10. Yeah. I didn't get to the second uh-huh. page well, yet. I but guess
1: we're going to talk <coughs> about something on the first page. I, again, right? yeah
0: One thing... I have not personally chatted about on the radio in a very long time. Yeah, is disability
1: insurance. Uh, you know, I was going to guess that. I, okay. I, I
0: we I once in a while we do a dedicated insurance show, yeah. largely surrounding life and long term care. Yeah. um, but disab and we touch on disability for sure, but yeah. it's not often that that one comes up.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to start off with the problem. See that? You hopped right to the insurance thing. Okay. So that's the theme of the show here. So so folks, here's the deal. What would you, for you working folks, okay, uh, who go to work every day, like most of America, Mm -hmm. you know, what would happen if for some reason or other, either you and or your spouse, if you're married, couldn't go to work for some period of time? Okay, and the answer is that, for a whole lot of folks, that's either mighty scary or potentially catastrophic in terms of somebody's financial circumstances yeah. so, so if you think about it, you know um what's the most valuable asset most people have, and it's their ability to earn money given the circumstances yeah. okay and and let's face it, how many uh, you know there's a whole bunch of Americans unfortunately who are just getting by are okay, but not terrific sort of a thing. And, you know, if you have a boatload of money in the bank and, and you can pay for your expenses for a year or two, that's an unusual person, by the way, well, then maybe you don't have to worry about not going to work. But that's, that's a pretty small percentage of people as far as I'm concerned. So, so for a whole bunch of us, okay, in your working years, okay, if you can't go to work, that's a significant risk And it depends on, obviously, how long and how much. Um, One of the things I like to say is that in the financial world, you play both sides of the ball. You play offense when it comes to investing your money and saving for future, and you play defense to protect the risks that are in your life. And all those things are financial stuff sort of a thing. So, so So the solution to the problem, well, there's, I think, two of them, Okay, uh, if you're gonna be out of work for a short time, a month or a two or a three or a four, by the way, it might seem like forever, even if it's a month or two or three or four, but you know, the the solution to that uh, is to have a chunk of money in the bank that we call emergency reserves or rainy days, okay? Uh, And you know, if you had six months worth of your expenses in the bank, uh, right now, tomorrow, I guess you could be unemployed for six months and still be okay because you drew down on your emergency reserves. Okay, so so the the answer to a short term not go to work is to have uh, a rainy day fund, uh, an, an emergency reserves fund. Ca- call it whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and that, that kind of brings up another subject. People kind of wonder why they should have a, an emergency reserves fund. Well. If you've ever been unemployed for two or three or four months or if you've ever had a financial emergency where you had to come up with ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars tomorrow afternoon okay now you know why you should have some emergency reserves so so the first piece i think on the problem of not going to work is that if you have enough money to cover the time, your expenses while you're unemployed, that would be like a, a really good thing. Comments or questions? I was just saying, yeah. I was just
0: thinking that COVID nineteen was a really good yeah. reminder it, 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 oh, of yeah. why yeah, yeah. people yeah. need an emergency reserve because yeah. all of a sudden, how many people yeah. couldn't go to work? Yeah. you know, businesses literally shutting down. Yeah. So I think it's nice, to, like a little jolt to ev- that was a yeah. jolt to everyone yeah. for you know huh? a lot of different reasons and in many regards, but yeah. um, financially speaking, yeah. absolutely and a good reminder of why we need cash in the bank.
1: Yeah, and by the way, hate it, ignore it, don't know about it, the disability pretty much fits in the don't know about it, don't think about it kind of category, yeah. for, not that people hate it, or yeah. not that people avoid it, people just don't think about it sort of a thing.
0: I also think people, no one wants to, you know, we're presenting <laughs> the problem as you can't work for a period of time, yep. right? It doesn't mean you're disabled, it just means you can't... Well,
1: whatever. You know what I mean? But it's just <laughs> yeah. like you
0: can't... You, you're you not able to work for a period of time, It, it medically speaking, uh, right? Y- because y- of... You
1: have to care for spouse at home. Pick, pick You have to care for one of your parents for a couple months while disasters happen. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever. I think yeah. people
0: don't want to talk about this because nobody wants to think of themselves as being disabled. It's yeah. a similar yeah. conversation to it, long-term care. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to imagine yeah. themselves in that situation. Yeah. It's not going to happen to you. It's one of those, like, yeah. you're in denial type conversations. Yeah. so
1: when When you get reminded about it because you weren't thinking about it, then you're you're ignoring it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. avoiding it. See, this all connects, okay.
0: Fortunately, a lot of larger companies will provide long-term and and sometimes short-term disability insurance at a reasonable cost. You know, partially employer-paid. So, fortunately, there's a lot of people that uh, have this coverage just as part of their employee benefits. Generally speaking, that's for you know people that were working for very large companies. Yeah.
1: So, so we, we we covered the short thing. By the way. If you're uh, if you're self-employed uh, and don't, have, you know, maybe you ought to have a year's worth of emergency yeah. reserves because you're, you know, if yeah. you're a couple, if you're a, a couple of, uh, if you're a married couple, both who are tenured teachers, well, maybe you don't need as much, but you still need some. Okay, but anyway, so so on the short term, not to work, emergency reserves is a solution, mm-hmm. but when it gets to longer term, then that gets pretty scary okay Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously the the worst long term is the rest of your life okay uh and or i guess the other definition is whenever you ran out of your emergency reserves it just became long term right you know from from an issue there right right and and that's that problem Probably can't be served by solved by emergency reserves. It has to be solved by the insurance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a now. Uh, see if you can get it on a website. I I did policy, policy. I did. I got right. on the website. So, yep. So so folks, uh, so if you're working, let's see. That might be one or two people <laughs> listening to us, maybe more. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if every nickel of your income and or both incomes in the case of a couple, if every nickel of that is needed to live your life, a take a number and b you got to think about this in terms of well what what would happen if i couldn't okay and yet your employer may be able to help you out okay uh because they may sponsor that as one of your benefits at the place you usually usually larger employers okay uh and and sometimes they help you cover the cost of it uh, as well which is which is a heck of a deal okay if it's not available at your employer well by definition it's probably going to be more expensive cuz you can pay for it for yourself but e- either way you got to think about it okay uh and make a decision all, all the, by the way all the financial stuff that we talk about here okay uh we just want you to get to think about it and make a decision about what you want to do about it if you do nothing about it then you're running that risk and that's just how it is so so anyway yeah so so the the short story is emergency reserves for shorter periods of not being able to go to work and disability insurance for the longer one. Uh, And maybe we can get a, a, a call from somebody who who we just made nervous, okay, uh, or, or whatever, and maybe we could do an example on the air, yeah, of, of what that would cost for somebody. Uh, there's a website called the Policy. Uh,
0: I was PolicyGenius.com. Policy. Yeah, and,
1: and it was pretty cool. I, I went through it last night a okay. couple of times just to pretend. And, yeah. By the way, you don't have to give your social security and your life away, which is what <laughs> I usually, didn't even have to give my email yeah, address which, yet. Yeah, which is usually yeah. what happens when you go to one of these sites because you'll get yeah. called by twelve insurance people tomorrow afternoon. But but anyway, if there's somebody out there who's been thinking about it or just started thinking about it, we can kind of go through the our, our, our quote here yeah. for some based on your age and your well. That's disability insurance is only for rich people. No, no. Hello, if if your income, every nickel of your income and or your spouse's is necessary to live you at least have to think about this because it's a risk that you can run. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, you were talking earlier about how your largest asset, for many people, your largest asset is your ability to earn income. You know, not necessarily your 401k or your house. For younger people, this is a bigger risk. So for people in their 30s and 40s, especially with, you know, kids and families, this is a huge risk because your ability when you're 35, your ability to earn income over the next 20 to 30 years is an incredible asset yep. as compared to someone who's 65 yeah. and eyeing retirement soon where yeah. their largest asset's probably their 401k or the yeah. equity in their home. So the younger people really, really need to think about this. And while
1: you're on that subject, <clears throat> younger people are vulnerable. not old yet. They're not worried about yeah. it. Th- th- think about yeah. it. You, know, you, yeah. get, you get hit by a car and you become, God forbid, a, a, you know, hand, a paraplegic or what? What, what are yeah. you going to do? Okay, sort of a thing. So So if you don't do something about this, okay the the financial consequences are pretty scary what what what's that mean starting to crash your retirement plan you know to kind of survive well at what point if it's if it's a disability forever do you get to zero and and you're financially screwed i mean basically sort of a thing so so it's an issue and if anybody wants to call and chat about it uh, please do uh but if not please think about it okay please ask at work uh, and if you don't, you probably have uh, an insurance relationship with, uh, I know, most property and casualty agencies would probably also have a disability. I would think so, yeah. You would think so? The yeah. larger okay. ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and by the way, maybe there's a disability insurance uh, specialist listening to us chip, chip, chip in here. But, yeah. but the bottom line is you have to at least think about it. And we think it's a pretty important thing.
0: So, yeah. So just to give rough... Cost estimates. Yeah, got, well, yeah, I, sure, yeah I went okay. onto this again. We have no affiliation, or we're not. I'm not 100 percent sure of the accuracy of these numbers hey, because it's on the I just it's found the website. Tr- it's true. It's got to be on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope this is roughly accurate. But I just um, entered in a 45 year old female okay. making a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. I actually don't know if it's male female. If it's underwritten male female. I don't know either. I. I, I if actually, they
1: ask, it probably I know, is. That, yeah. I know life.
0: <laughs> obviously, life and insurances and, and long
1: term care now is yeah, but I bet you it's cheaper for for females if, if, May, if oh, You want to side bet on oh, that or what? I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> They're not as brave or crazy as males. So okay. Oh. <laughs> Generic oh. comment. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bet you. I'll bet so, you.
0: <laughs> vi- so, disability insurance <clears throat> is underwritten based on profession yep. as well as age and, and obviously income. Sure. So, I did, um, I, I entered like finance, so yeah. like a brain power type profession. Yeah,
1: as opposed to king crabbing in the Alaskan uh, right. ocean. Right. So, yeah. like
0: f- physical occupation. Um, like in the trades, for example, yep. manual labor type occupations, yep. the, the disability insurance coverage would likely be more expensive yep. because there's more um, things that would prohibit um, someone from being able to perform their jobs if it's a very physical occupation like construction, for example, because yep. they break a leg, they break an arm, they can't do it. Whereas if you're if you're in a brain power type occupation, you break your leg, you break your arm, you lose sight in one eye, you can still work. Yep. Um, so generally it's, Less expensive. Well, come on. You're um, holding me suspense in suspense here. What, what's the oh, number Oh, over okay. Here? Okay. Okay. Yeah. A hundred, uh, I did th- this is a uh, 45 year old female making $100,000 a year. So yeah. they're showing coverage. They'll generally show coverage about 60% of that. So $5,000 a month okay. would be the offer. Yep. And they're showing range of premium in the $400 to $500 per month yeah. range. Yeah. That's five or $6,000 a year off your 100000
1: Yeah. 100. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep.
0: So, um, and that's, you know, you can go into specifics regarding how long it lasts. But that's like a good policy that would last yeah. basically until
1: and, and And if that's that retirement. kind of a job, the company might cover some of it or all of it, depending on the circumstances sort of a thing. But, but yeah, yeah. So, so. And of
0: course you can play around with the amount, yeah. lower the amount, yeah. lower the you know benefit period and stuff.
1: But. And, and now that people are aware of that and thinking about that, they're saying, well, gee, $6,000 is 6% of my 100. That, that's a whole lot of money. Yeah, It, it is. Uh, it's, it's expensive well yeah but compared to what if the worst happens and, and that's the that's the knock with all insurance right you pay insurance premiums and if nothing ever happens you're mad about paying the insurance premiums and when and when something happens you thank god i mean that's just kind of the two extremes about this but it, it is what it is it's an issue people need to worry about And just, just you know, something to think about.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna. I just was putting in like a physical occupation for for, for for that.
1: Try my brother Mark, a
0: plumber. I did. I just just did construction. That's the first thing that came to mind. So it's still a forty-five-year-old female, but she's in construction. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I did, but she still makes $100,000 a year. Now yeah. it's 600 to $800 a month. Yeah. So bump in, a bump up because it's yeah. a physical labor occupation yeah. and they, they, that's more of a risk. Yeah. You're, you're more at risk to not be able to yeah. work when you're in a physical labor occupation. Yeah. And for the insurance company, it's more of a risk because yeah. there's more things that would... J-
1: just for yeah. yucks, uh, make that $60,000 for a salary and see what the cost is. You know, I, I'm going to guess for... In this case, lower salaries, it's proportionally more expensive versus the salary. But let's see. Yeah, if so the, construction yeah, again. Six, say 60000 as opposed to $100,000.
0: Sixty thousand yeah. dollar. I still have her as a female because I'd have to go back more. It's screens okay. To yeah, yeah,
1: just curious to see how it moves. You know? Yeah,
0: six forty-five year old female in construction making sixty thousand dollars a year for four hundred to five hundred a month.
1: All right, so a little bit less. Uh, no, that's, no, that's
0: ten. That's ten percent.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a bit yeah. L- less money, but more proportion, basically. Yeah. Okay. Less, yeah. less,
0: less. Yeah.
1: All right. All yeah. right. So, so, the, so the conclusions are that you know you know you might want to think about what happens if you can't go to work that's a problem uh, and the solutions are to save a lot of money in an emergency reserve and leave it in the bank and just look at it and wonder why you have it there, yeah. and hope for the rest of your life you're wondering why you have it there as opposed to using it. You know?
0: And just one other thought on that: sometimes, you know, if I'm talking to a married couple about this topic, if, yeah. like, for example, it's a married couple and they're both, you know, employed making good money, um, and if they don't have employer disability coverage, you know, maybe they decide that well, that's a lot of money, and if one of us can't work, we still have the other one. Maybe they could work more, et yeah. cetera. But yeah. if it's a if it's a married couple and only one spouse, at least for the time being, is working, so you're yeah. relying on that one spouse's income, yeah. even bigger risk and even more important for that one yeah. spouse to carry disability because the whole family is relying on that spouse, yeah. at least at the current time.
1: You know, the, the problem that everybody has, and it's, it it's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what your income is or what you do for a living, there's never enough money at the end of the month to do all the things you're supposed to do and you know right yeah. you know save enough money for time. There, there, folks for for the vast majority of folks listening to us there's never enough money to make all these decisions yeah. the best so but if you know about it you can at least prioritize yeah. which ones you think are most you know most affect you in your lives and your family that's yeah yeah Alrighty, that was one out of twenty. We just know, took a, we just we took just a half, took the half a whole show. show. Almost the whole show. <laughs> a quarter of a show. Okay. No, that was great. All right. All right.
0: Well, we have two minutes, so yeah. why don't we maybe yeah, I for the next one. Well,
1: you want to read the uh, second page or what? No, <laughs>
0: um, no, because there was another one that I wanted to chat about. I, I'm going with credit cards. Okay, credit, credit, card. credit ooh, cards. Credit
1: ooh, cards. Ooh. Okay. Credit cards.
0: Credit card debt. Okay. Revolving balances, yeah. high interest rates, yeah. et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we could
0: set the stage for the problem. Yeah. Um, and then maybe address the issue after the break.
1: Okay. Uh, So the problem is, uh, according to Google, it must be correct, (laughs) uh, across the country, okay, the average per household, so I guess that implies many cards, whatever, household average balance is 50 $5,315. $5,315. Okay. So, by the way, if it's a balance, that means it's not. In terms paid off. of a rolling balance, yeah, yeah, not a, a like a rolling I balance. Put it on okay. and then paid it off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for purposes of this show, and I know we're getting close, if you're in the Northeast, just add 50% to whatever numbers we're showing here. <laughs> okay. Because that's the average across the country. Right, right. Okay. In that average, there's a whole bunch of people who don't have. Okay, charge cards. And, and oh, by the way, in the Northeast, stuff up here costs a lot more than stuff in some other yeah. parts of the world sort of a thing. So yeah, so yeah, so, so it, I guess uh, that's uh, it. Huh? Uh, uh. Holy cow. All right.
0: Um. Okay, it doesn't mean that's time for a dance party. It means it's time for a break, <laughs> but I was enjoying that music. Um, all right, you're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, joined by Mike McNamara this morning. We're chatting about financial stuff nobody wants to talk about, so we're going to talk about it. That's right. Uh, we're just taking a quick break. Don't turn the dial. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. And we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, joined this morning by Mike McNamara. It's been a long time since we hosted together.
1: It's fun so far.
0: Yeah. Um, Thanks for doing all the prep. And I appreciate that, having the night off a little bit. Um, We're talking about financial stuff nobody else wants to talk about. Uh, Sort of things that you want to ignore in your life and pretend that the problems aren't there or maybe just not think about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So your official title was financial stuff folks hate to talk about, or worry about, or don't think about. A little bit, yeah.
1: I understand. (laughs) Hey, it's the radio. We can do what we want in this show, right? Okay. Um,
0: All right, so we, um, I I do want to talk about credit cards, and- So by
1: the way, the problem is-
0: Okay. Oh, are you you gonna fill that in, or you want
1: me to- Well, I want you to, what's the problem?
0: Um, The problem is people rely on them more than they should, in terms of carrying balances, Uh, in other words, um, not living in their means and spending uh-huh. money that they don't have. I'm not sure that everyone really makes that connection either.
1: But say that again, just in case somebody didn't. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so if you are using credit cards and not paying off the full balance every month, which uh, of course is ideal. So w- in other words, that means you, you have a rolling balance on your card. In other words, debt that needs to be paid back. Um, that translates to, you haven't lived within your means for whatever period of time you're you're relying on that, and
1: for whatever reasons. And for whatever reasons, the yeah, the conclusion it, is it, the same, right?
0: You know. Right. It could it could be for you know dis- disastrous reasons. Yep. You're unemployed. You yep. didn't have cash. You ran through your cash, and you had to. Yep. Or it could just be your you know you're you're working, but you're just spending more money than um, than you have available to you, so you don't have the money to pay off the credit card balance. So so carrying a balance on a credit card means you haven't lived within your means and again i think a lot yeah i think a lot of people don't make that connection (laughs)
1: um
0: you're you're spending more than you can than you than you make only the
1: u.s government can do that okay right (laughs) Um, so so that that is a problem okay uh and and you know my my golden rule is uh and i get to make up because it's mine if you can't pay off your charge card balance to zero in three months, I'll give you a little leeway, okay, Uh, then you couldn't have afforded to buy whatever you bought, and that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a little math here. So if the average across the country is $5,315 for a household, Mm -hmm. okay, uh, I'm going to make up a number, and you can Google and correct me in a minute, but I would guess that the average credit card interest rate in this country is about 15%. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, right. so, so all yeah. I'm going to do is five, three, one, five. If you if you just pay the interest and in ten dollars against the charge card, okay. So basically, fifteen percent of that is seven hundred and ninety-seven dollars in interest. Mm-hmm. So so if they send you the bill uh, this next month, and by the way, they'll send you a bill for about a hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. Won't they? It's it's scary yeah. what yeah. they make you pay. But but by the way, so. That's seven hundred and ninety-seven dollars. If you paid the minimum against that for a year, and again, this is not perfect, but to give you an idea. Well, if you multiply seven ninety-seven times twelve, that's nine thousand dollars. Hello. Yeah. H- h- hello. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's for, for the year. I, I for, apologize. Okay. Yeah, it's a thousand dollars for the year on your five thousand dollar credit card. Yeah. Okay. That's a twenty percent cost to think about. Okay. So, so it's pretty expensive. But, but the problem is you spent more. Than than you had, okay, because you couldn't pay it back, uh, and you know there there are in, in the Northeast. I'm sorry, uh, it's got a if you you know what credit card balance on the uh, Northeast. May, I'll bet you it's higher than fifty three fifteen if they have that. But the 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 point is the same, okay. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a you know it's a discipline thing, okay. Um, I, when I grew up, I, and there's a, a bunch of folks listening to this who have the same mother, okay. She had envelopes. My my dad, we, we, she went down to. <laughs> Rattenberries and hull and cash. My dad's paycheck came back. <laughs> I don't with think
0: a, I heard that story. A,
1: oh yeah, came back with a. I, I can remember this like every week forever. Came back with my dad's paycheck and cash, and there were about fifteen different envelopes and stuff in the drawer in the kitchen, and so many dollars went into every envelope that was for this, that, or the other thing. And you know what they, they they you know they only spent what they had because they didn't have charge cards yeah. so back back then sort right. of a thing right okay but, you know charge cards make it easy to do things, and I, I won't get into the 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 problems you can have o- other than the, the point is you're not living within your means, okay, and that should be a scary thought uh, because if I was to give one piece of advice to everybody and anybody listening to us is if you can live within your means for all of your life. <clears throat> And at the same time, save some money for retirement. By the way, that's called an expense if you live within your means to plan for the future. Okay, uh, those are the folks we meet, and we can help them a little bit, but they already did most of the work in terms of where that is. So, you know, the the golden rule, by the way, in I think next week, Justin and I are going to do a show on what I call the golden rule. It's called live within your means. Mm-hmm. We'll get into this in a lot more detail, but yeah. but the charge card balance is an indication that you're not doing that yeah and it's so hard to start to work it down and have a plan too right i mean yeah w- w- one more subject on yep. this okay
0: oh no i've got more too Oh yeah oh. okay
1: so i've we've seen people okay who have refinanced their home to pay off their i'll make it up ten thousand yeah. or twenty thousand yeah. dollar credit card bill yeah okay but if they didn't fix their spending. It's going to happen again. Yeah. Okay, so, so it does no and good. Then you,
0: and then you bought some yeah. furniture and yeah. you took 30 years yeah. to pay yeah. it off. 30 years yeah, to pay yeah, it off at 15%
1: yeah. as opposed to whatever. Yeah. So, to say. So, so a charge card balance is a symptom of you not living within your means. And if you're having trouble doing that while you're working, I got a newsflash for you, folks. It's going to be a lot more difficult if you're ever even going to think about retiring. Your turn.
0: I think the biggest. Well, I think one of the problems related on this topic is that it's sort of normal and socially acceptable to carry <laughs> to carry credit <laughs> no, card no to kidding. carry credit card debt.
1: Uh, uh, not, I, not in my age group. <laughs> Maybe in yours. I, you know?
0: I think it's. Yeah, sort, it, it, that's, that's I think that's part of the problem. That's interesting. Is that it's just yeah. like it's. It's kind of normal, and it's kind of like everyone's doing it. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's part of the problem is the the mindset of it's okay, um, and everybody else does it. I think that that's an issue. I think another part of the problem is that, um, you know, small... small balances on a credit card here or there, like, oh, I ran up a thousand on this one, I you know, yeah. I'll pay it back later and then, yeah. you know, there's another card and a couple I think it can just kind of spiral out of control yeah. too. Yeah. And you know, you put a thousand or a couple thousand here, or there, and then all of a sudden it's fifteen or twenty thousand dollars and then people can kinda of dig themselves a hole that's really hard to get out of. Yep. Um and and I think that's That's part of the problem is that if you don't correct the habit very quickly, it can it can get out of control. Because as you were just talking about, you know, if you, um, you know, larger balances on credit cards. You know, if you you have twenty thousand dollars on a credit card, and it's ten or twenty percent interest, I mean, that's you got two to four thousand, yeah. You know, that's a few hundred bucks a month, yeah. just in interest. And that's a it, long full. slug to
1: get that back yeah. to zero for just about everybody. So it's kind of scary about that. yeah so yeah. so so folks, just just think about that. i yeah. I can remember, well, it has to be a bunch of years ago now, okay uh, when when the uh, fast food restaurants, started going over the charge cards as opposed to cash. And the reason they did it is they figured out that people spent more money buying fast food on a charge card than they do if you reach into your wallet and grab a green, oh, st- a yeah, green piece of paper. Oh,
0: I'm sure that's true in every single industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. think interesting, about it. Uh, food. Uh, and yeah. that's, it's like it's not real money. Yeah. I,
1: I don't know. Where's the compliance department about the charge card industry, I guess? But anyway, it's just scary because it's so subtle and – You know, hey, it's like a status symbol if I have the black card, right? Or the platinum card or something like that. (laughs) I've made it. Uh, Scary. It's yeah. really scary.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right, anything else on that?
1: Uh, I think I'm done on that. Uh, live within your means, and that's a big symptom.
0: Yeah, and if you have a credit card, pay it off every month. And if you have debt, you know, it, I think some people just like don't want to address the issue either, you know, they don't ah. want to talk about it. Ah, that's the ignore, I don't right. want to talk about it, I'm in denial, I'm just going to pay my payments, yeah, but yeah. So that ma- fits make in. a plan. Yeah, it, that, maybe plan. not
1: hate it, but you know, have to ignore it or deny it versus not know about it. Yep, yeah, there you go. And okay. I think
0: one of the things people don't do is calculate the interest that they're paying Paying, oh, right, I, oh. I'm always like, oh. you know, you, you've got debt like this, especially higher interest rate debt. You just have to tackle it head on. Yeah. And it's not as fun as, well, I want to invest in my, you know, I want to put more in my account because markets are doing so great right uh, now. But yeah. you, if you have a large amount of debt, you've got to tackle it head on because yeah. the interest can just swallow you up. You have to attack the capital. You know,
1: I, I guess my last thought on that is that, so I wonder how the credit card can, okay, so you've got a $5,000 balance. Yeah. And they send you the bill this month. And X percent of that is paying back your capital, but yeah. it's not not a very big bill. You wonder how they calculate. Oh, you know, if by the way, yeah. So I don't so know how they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do they do a
0: payoff period? Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. So or? so if you had five
1: thousand yeah. dollars of, you know, so fifteen percent. Call it uh, call it one. It's call it one percent. One percent interest. Okay. So one percent interest on five thousand dollars is fifty bucks. So. Do they send you a bill for five hundred? Will you pay four fifty of your capital? And fi- no, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I no. wonder what yeah. percentage is. I don't know. The, yeah, yeah and, and what they're subtly calculating way back so that people can. know. If they sent them the true bill, if they, if a charge card said, yeah. "We want everybody to pay the bill off in two years," you'd die when you got the the first charge card bill. But yeah. think about it, okay? But I, I think yeah. that's so subtle and that's so scary, and people need to be aware of that and. Uh, That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right.
0: Calculate the interest. Do me a favor if you have credit card debt that's rolling, like a rolling balance. Multiply the amount of that debt by the interest
1: rate? Probably 18%. Yeah. Did, did, did you Google average charge credit? Yes. No, I did. I'll, I'll hum while you do this. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to guess it's about 17% across the country. Oh, yeah. just a little 17% interest here to, to borrow some money for oh, a while. Three days
0: ago, yeah. average credit card interest rate, 16.16%. Six,
1: I was pretty close. Yeah. Huh? All right. So, yeah. folks. You know, if you went to the bank and they said, we'll give you a 16% mortgage, how would you feel? Okay, sort of a thing. Probably yeah. not good. Yeah. By the way. So, nin- t- so take yep. your credit
0: card balance, your rolling balance, and multiply it by .16. And yep. that's just the interest. In 1970. And I think the number scares people. Yeah,
1: in 1979, your mom and I had a 17% mortgage. Really? Mm-hmm. And I survived. Okay, <laughs> we'll go figure. Oh, that's crazy. Huh? Uh, it is. Yeah. All right. So we, we now we've made it through two of twenty. Okay. So yeah. take,
0: go to the second page. I didn't page circle. Here. I didn't circle a third one. So I, I don't I, want to I, hang on. Take,
1: I, go to the second page. Okay. Did you go, have one
0: that you want to talk about? N-
1: nope. Nope. I thought I'd surprise you, and we can go any. So direction financial
0: you want. stuff that things don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, ooh, you know, I love talking about college, but I do do that well, a lot. So okay. maybe we should think about something that's a little bit but different. Now remember
1: the problem. we're going to talk about the problem. The
0: problem. All right. Um Okay, the the problem running out of money.
1: All righty. Okay. So, um where am I on? That number, number 13. Number 13. Thank you. Okay. So, um where shall I start? Okay, so oh, obviously, course. obviously this what time do we have? <laughs> obviously, this applies to folks who are retired, uh, probably on fixed incomes, aka social security and maybe a little pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're drawing some percentage of their necessary income in retirement from their pot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and so and and so it's pretty, pretty normal to say, geesh, I'm taking I'm taking this much per year out of my pot, and they're looking back sideways over the value of their pot and they're wondering, well, is it is it getting bigger? Is it getting smaller, or is it staying the same? Mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and the answer is obviously it depends on your situation, but but I will say, okay that uh the vast majority of folks listening to us and a good chunk of the folks we work with are eating into their capital to live their lives yeah. so they're shrinking their asset base yeah. whether they run out of money or not is obviously a, a n- another problem but it's a connected problem okay so um you know you, you read out there well it, it's pretty simple okay so here's another big way to think about this and folks if you're retired you know, even if you don't do this now, go add up all the accounts you're taking money out of, two numbers, the total of all the dollars. If you've got three different retirement accounts and you're taking money out of all of them, add up the three before-tax dollars you're taking out of those retirement accounts, mm-hmm. add up the values of those three accounts, and divide. Okay, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're taking $10,000 a year, and and the th- the total comes to a hundred, your withdrawal rate is ten percent, and a pretty good way to figure out quickly are, are you heading in the right direction or not. Okay, is are you taking more than you're making? That's my prefer- <laughs> that's my professional way to I describe. I've heard that one before. Are you huh? Remember that yeah, you yeah. you can
0: use that. I've heard I, most I, of your. I, <laughs> What do we call that a slow platitude yeah I've heard most of them
1: that's a uh, you, that's um, a new one I should copyright that okay so my question is if you, if you think you're going to run out of money first question are you taking more than you're making okay and it's pretty simple the mm-hmm. way to do that is to divide the dollars taken by the pot okay yeah. so okay well so please folks after we get through the show or go go do it it's it's pretty simple to figure out what your withdrawal rate is which yeah. relates to whether you're going to run out of money or not Okay, so, all right, let's see. If you you need to take $10,000 and you have a million dollars on the three accounts, that's a 1% take rate, mm-hmm. okay? So f- so first you have to figure out what your take rate is, okay? And, and Everybody can do this. You don't need a certified financial planner to do this math. You might after you do it, <laughs> but, but yeah. go do the math, okay? Yeah. Divide what you're taking before taxes, Okay, by the total. Okay, and then you have a percentage to gain by. It's pretty simple. If, if your withdrawal rate is five percent, okay, or whatever it is, then you go look at your pot and say, what's it making? Okay, what's it earning? All right, and a pretty simple guideline is that if you're taking exactly what you make, which is never guaranteed, you're about stable, except for one little problem. It's called inflation. You know, if if you had, um, by the way, let, let's pretend that. Five percent is not a scary rate t- to take. All right, so if you if you need uh ten thousand dollars and and uh, let's say let me do this for you. So ten percent of five thousand dollars is a hundred grand. No, uh, five five
0: 10 percent of five thousand No, no, 000. no, five,
1: five if you're taking five thousand a year. Yeah. or some ten thousand a year, if you're taking a hundred, that's ten All right, yeah. two hundred. If you have a two hundred thousand dollar pot okay. and you're taking ten percent, yeah. I should know that's, this, that's a 5% withdrawal rate. You're taking
0: 10,000 from 200,000, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, 5%. Yeah, yeah, okay, It's a 5% withdrawal rate. Yeah. Okay, well, if you if you know what your portfolio is earning, or has earned, or will probably earn, if it's about 5%, you might take a breath. The only problem there, by the way, that's good, congratulations, it's not bigger, but every two or three years, people have to take a bit more because inflation catches up with this sort of a thing. So, so folks, the, the, the easy way to figure if you're on the way, to running out of money, and that's that's a you know that assumes you get to zero before you die, which may or may not not happen. But you know, are you heading that way? Would be the first question. Um, we work with a bunch of folks who are motivated financially, and many of them are taking more than what they're earning because they have to. Okay, or 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 said differently, I guess uh, you know you, you can read in the newspapers the four percent rule. If you don't take any more than four percent, you're okay. Well. That depends, like anything else. But if yeah. you if you buy if you buy that four percent, well, well, okay. So how many people can live off of four percent of their retirement nest egg?
0: I, I hope I a we, we hope a lot. We well, hope I hope yeah, you, you, a good amount. Right. But, okay. Yeah. But
1: but but so, so that you can find out whether you're heading in that direction pretty easily. Okay. If you're pretty close to on average what you've earned in your portfolio, by the way. Who knows how much they've earned, how, how can they look back and do the calculations? Not not many folks right, can. Right, yeah. But, but, I don't Financial get, statements don't yeah, generally show yeah, that. No, yeah. They, no, they, why would they? That way you wouldn't, you wouldn't get nervous. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so if you can calculate your withdrawal rate, <laughs> and you can approximate what you're taking, and by the way, you can look back 10 years, you know, 10 years ago, how much was all my money? How much have I taken since then? How much is it now? But if you're if you're heading in that direction, you need to take a, a serious think about how that's going to work. Okay. Yeah, you could run out of money, or but or you could die with a lot less assets than you planned on leaving for your kids. Yeah, yada 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 sort of thing. But I, I wanted to get people thinking about that. You know, if you want a simplistic way to figure out whether you're heading in the right direction or wrong direction, that's it. Your comments, sir?
0: Um, yeah, I, I've I guess a lot of comments on that. Um, I think that it's really important to. Well, the uh, the problem, you know, r- potentially running out of your assets before you pass, um, I think is, I shouldn't say it's easily mitigated, but but if, if someone pays, <laughs> what I meant by that is.
1: If you die on time, it's good then, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, right.
0: Um, it's something that should be evaluated ongoing. You were just talking about how to calculate your withdrawal yeah. rate, something that we do constantly. <laughs> and it's you know, it, it, it of course, you know, you and I and, and with our clients are making sure it's within a range that we feel appropriate for age and for circumstances and for how they're invested and all that. But quite simply just evaluating that. Every year, ongoing, and and making sure that again, as your age increases, maybe the the rate of withdrawal comfortably could increase as well. But just monitoring that is like is how you I shouldn't say solve, but you know, large um, potentially you know solving that problem if you just pay attention to it, and 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 I guess um, the amount of discretionary expenses in someone's life can go a long way to solving this as well in other words if you're you know we have a downturn in the market and your withdrawal rate is higher than we're comfortable with at your given age well if you have some room in your expenses to cut back temporarily that's very helpful not everyone has that right because not not everyone can cut back if when markets um go go the wrong way temporarily but um, but just paying attention, I think, goes a long way to, to mitigating yeah. that.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking of a funny thought. So so uh, for, for the folks of you out there who who are uh, working with a certified financial planner and have a comprehensive financial plan in place, you probably know the phrase Monte Carlo analysis, okay, which is a, a fairly sophisticated computer program that can give you an idea how long you might run out of money or I'll just put it this way can make a pretty good guess is the best way to say that well you know and and you get a score you know from 0% which means you're in huge trouble to 100% which means you're probably okay yeah. okay uh and I I'm, I was thinking about this the other day y- you could have uh, a ninety percent Monte Carlo number. I got a ninety percent chance of dying on you know I'm dying before <laughs> my money runs out. Well, yeah, we have to not we have to dying. know when you die yeah, 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 and yeah. how much money yeah. you have. But yeah. I've got a ninety percent chance of being okay. Well, by the way, that ninety percent m- might include your assets shrinking down to X, by you know that doesn't yeah. mean you're not eating into your assets. Right, right, okay? right. And, and you know those I, models I, assume capital depletion. Right, and, and you know yeah. I. I I'm trying to make more of a point on that to some yeah. of the folks for whom it's. Well, of course, the pe- folks who are doing that. are already telling them that they shouldn't be doing that anyway. But yeah, if yeah. you get a great retirement score, by the way, your nest egg is probably going to shrink because not a lot of people can live on three or four or five percent a year. Okay, forever, uh, forever yeah. out of their nest egg. That's all. Yeah, okay.
0: and, and it seems to me that most people are okay with with their capital shrinking uh, later it, in life. It's
1: yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, it,
0: it, it, at least in theory. Well, You're, the close. You,
1: yeah, the, the the older you get, the the, the more important it becomes uh, yeah. t- to live. Nobody wants to change their lifestyle. I mean, right. uh, so yeah, yeah. So so folks, if, if you're cons- so, let's see, people are thinking they're worried about folks in retirement. That's a worry. Uh, they're, they're worried about. It. They probably hate to talk about it if they're doing. Okay, I have trouble. Yeah. I can think of three, th- three or four clients. Uh, who would prefer that I, I uh, mail off their reviews every year and not talk to them because they know what I'm going to?
0: Because they tell. know their capital yeah, is shrinking yeah, too f- quickly. Yeah,
1: I feel like oh. uh, somebody's mother. But 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 basically, yeah. sure, it's an issue. And the easy way to figure it out quickly. There's a hard way if you're in trouble, but that's okay. You need to do that as well. Yeah. So, anything yeah. else on that? I'm not. No, hard, I'm, yeah. No, you,
0: I guess I could. Yeah.
1: yeah we, we could go on for about two more. Hours, I know. I right? guess maybe just yeah. one
0: one other. <laughs> Um, <coughs> one other just thing to bring up on that is is your investment strategy because yeah. it's super important and oh. closely related to this topic you know we're we're talking about you know keeping withdrawal so generally for retirees you know withdrawal rates you don't know three four five six percent something in that range yep. right depending on yep. your age and you know the younger you are the lower your rate of withdrawal should be the older you are it's okay to have a, a height generally okay to have a higher rate of withdrawal but it it Totally depends on how you're invested, right? Yeah, if someone's yeah. sixty-five yeah. and we're saying, you know, a four percent withdrawal rate is comfortable, but but it's a different answer if they're all in cash in the bank, which yeah. our clients aren't yeah, because yeah. they wouldn't be our clients. Yeah. Oh wait, but
1: that four percent, what what was the what was the strategy? 4%, right, 4%, right, right. Yeah. If
0: it's four percent out yeah. of cash in the bank that's earning nothing, yeah. well, maybe that's too uncomfortable. Right, right. That's that's yeah. probably too uncomfortable at age sixty-five yeah. versus someone who's invested <laughs> and their portfolio can at least earn that much on average, right? So yeah. huge important uh, part of of that discussion is your investment
1: strategy. Well, and connect and connect to that is your comfort level for risk. Right. Okay, so, so
0: everybody's I, comfortable with risk uh, right now.
1: Uh, I have never, in forty years in this business, I've never met met somebody who wasn't a conservative investor on the first date in terms of when we started talking with them, sort of a thing. But anyway, so if. You know, and by the way, things are changing. But if somebody said, "I want to," I was going to say that's not the case for yeah, people yeah. I,
0: I meet now. Yeah. By yeah. the
1: way, if somebody told us, we wouldn't listen, and we'd say, "Have a good day." But if somebody said, "I, I, I want to invest all my portfolio in 100 percent bonds," or, or uh, by the way, they, they, you know, we we don't—they're not clients if they're telling Nobody us says that right I, now. I, I I we, to us anyway. Or, yeah. or they yeah. were, or, or they've yeah. said, I, you know, I'd be comfortable lowering my risk and buying some more bonds in my portfolio. Well, okay. So right now. Okay. Well, here's here's the thought. Okay, if if you went out and put all your money in thirty-year United States Treasury bonds right now, hang on a second.
0: Oh, I just heard the ten-year Tino was one point three. Yeah, I I think it's well. Hang on a second. What's the
1: thirty? Well, wait a minute. Okay, I think think it's it's under two. I think. Hang on. Yeah, let me just go to Yahoo Finance real quickly here. Well,
0: while you're while you're doing that, you know, I. You were just saying that a lot of the people that you've met over the years start out being a conservative investor. Yeah. I think at least right now, a yeah. lot of the people that I'm meeting are starting out being aggressive investors. Yeah. Because yeah. for the last 10, 12, 12 years really, yeah. investors haven't had much to worry about yeah. other than about five well, weeks last year. There,
1: there are lots of little worries all the time. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah.
0: generally speaking, people yeah. that have been have invested aggressively in the last 12 years really have had a great experience last year was a little scary but we recovered quickly and so everyone has like a high tolerance for risk right now a lot of people i should say have a high tolerance for risk right now but that changes over time
1: yeah so let me disabuse a few folks out there listening if you want guaranteed safe investments the 30-year united states treasury bond as we speak is 1.92 percent per year so by the way so here's here's the philosophy folks if you could live on two percent a year from your nest egg, I guess you could put all your money. We're not recommending this. Uh, I guess you could put all your money in thirty-year government bonds and live on two percent per year. Uh, okay. How wow. okay? How, you know how big does your nest egg have to be for you to live on two percent a year? Okay. Is your withdrawal rate going to be bigger than two percent a year? Well, if it's six, it's going pretty fast, folks. Yeah. Sort of the thing. And so, with
0: inflation this year, uh, at yeah. four to five oh, percent. N- never that's... mind even inflation. Yeah. So, so my yeah.
1: you you may have to adjust your risk. Uh, to to get more comfortable with what you need, you know what you what you want for risk and what you need for return might not might not be on the same page given the circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 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 Uh if you're worried about it, do the math folks. That's the end of the story. Add up all the dollars you're taking and before taxes, if it's from the IRAs, add up all the, the, the accounts, divide, that's your withdrawal rate. If it's over five percent, you need to start thinking about something.
0: Unless you're about seventy five or eighty, in which case if it's over five percent. Yeah,
1: if if you're ninety seven and okay. you're taking ten yeah. percent it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess we have to take a break. <laughs> You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed, joined by my father and business partner, Mike McNamara, this morning. Thanks for doing all the legwork on the outline. Hey, it was fun, actually. Fun stuff. Don't turn the dial. We're talking about financial stuff that everyone wants to ignore, but we're going to talk about. Seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred is the call in number. If anyone has questions or comments for us this morning, we're just taking a quick break. We'll be right back.